Welcome to the Evolving Digital Self Podcast, where we explore the conscious use of technology. Listen in to hear thought leaders and other guests discuss the human relationship with technology and learning to thrive in the digital era. Hosted by the author of the international best-selling digital self-mastery series and being at work, Dr. Heidi Forbes Usta. Welcome back to the Evolving Digital Self Podcast. I am so excited to introduce to you a friend of mine who is doing some of the most amazing stuff in this new area called building biology. Her name is Risa Suzuki, and she has had a profound impact for a lot of individuals who are really suffering from the technology and the radiation around us today. So I look forward to hearing a little bit more from her. Welcome, Risa. Hi, Heidi. Thanks so much for having me on your show. So for a lot of people, this is all just a very new area. Can you tell us a little bit more about what building biology is? <laughs> Absolutely. Building biology started in Germany after the rebuild of the war, and it's really about healthy buildings. So if you think about buildings today, there's all this excitement around you know, reducing our impact on the environment, and building biology looks at how do we make buildings healthier for the people that are in these spaces. So mostly mostly homes, but also office buildings as well. And so what happened is after the, the war, it's in the started in Germany, they started building, you know, reconstructing, and all these buildings were using new materials. So you think of all the toxins that are in all of the different finishes, in you know, plywood, paints, et cetera, et cetera. And so people started getting sick. So building biology is actually biobiology. And it got started in the States about a little bit more than 25 years ago. So there's, there's actually a couple of different segments. There's indoor air quality, there's air, there's building materials. And then there's electromagnetics, which you and I are going to talk about today. And that's actually the piece that I predominantly specialize in is electromagnetics, or as most people refer to them as EMFs. Such an important topic to sort of put it into context. A lot of our listeners actually are aware of the fact that I've been sort of looking at different solutions for that are, that are on the well-being side because I suffered from a lot of chronic autoimmune issues. And what I've discovered in recent history is that uh, some of that was actually impacted by the technology around me and the buildings that I've been in, the structures that I've been in, whether it's from the molds or from the actual their radiation from the heavy technology environment I'm in. This is changing so fast. How did you get into this? And sort of where, you know, where does all of this fit in the way that we're creating spaces today? <laughs> I knew a little bit about building biology and I'd heard about it. And, you know, I've always been really active. I've, you know, I grew up in the Northwest skiing and then I got into hiking and just all sorts of, you know, being outdoors. and. So when I heard about building biology and this, and I also have had allergies, really bad allergies since I was a kid. Like I used to have shots every single week, which was horrible. And it subsided a little bit, but I still had really bad seasonal allergies, sinus things. And so when I heard about this, the concept of a healthy interior space that would help keep me healthier without, I, without having to actually do much except make some changes... I thought it was really interesting and, you know, learned, learned a little bit about it because I knew someone that was going through the certification, but then 
I decided to get my certification after living abroad for six months in Paris. And I noticed when I was living in Paris that my allergies pretty much 50% of my symptoms disappeared within a couple of weeks of being there. And then when I came back to visit, they flared back up again. And I know that EMF fields were tied to that. So when I moved back to the States, I went back into the tech industry, back into consulting. I also thought, you know, if this is something I'm interested in, I this is really the right time to look and see what certifications are out there and how I can learn about all of these different things, and especially the EMF fields, because just, you know, being in the tech industry for as long as I have, you know, you, you just get used to all of the the latest and greatest applications and gadgets and all sorts of things and just kind of understanding how these invisible fields kind of affect us. Okay, and then what what can you do? And so that's where I, I looked around at a couple of different programs and landed on building biology because I thought that they were pretty much the the most comprehensive program because it's three years long and thought this is the right time to do it. So I enrolled and I also became sensitive to EMF fields. So at a certain point, I really didn't have a choice because something had changed outside of my house and I couldn't sleep and I couldn't work and I worked mostly from home. So that made a pretty, a pretty big impact on my life. So that's pretty much how I got involved with it. So it's really about necessity. I mean, when you start to realize what's happening, You've got to look for solutions. You've got to think outside of the box. But I think most people don't even, they're not even aware that this whole field of building biology exists. And when it comes to understanding what EMFs are, they're, you know, I think a lot of people's understanding it is really limited to the little stickers that people are putting on the back of their cell phones. How do they dig a little bit deeper and and understand one ways that you can mitigate it, but also sort of whether what they're feeling is caused by their environment in that way? You know, it depends. A lot of times, because you, you, number one, you, you're not aware of your environment impacting you. And then narrowing it down to mold or air or EMF fields, it's really tough, especially when it comes to EMF fields. Because when I first started, a lot of my clients were chronically ill, like Lyme's disease, multiple chemical sensitivities and a heavy metals detox. And what happens is a lot of times when you are so chronically ill, you have more than one issue to treat. And so one, your body is so run down and then you're trying to get better. And then it, it's really just a lot of times they will start digging deeper at all of these environmental factors that could possibly be affecting them. And so EMF fields are typically one of the last that people, you know, I've had clients go, you know what, I think this might be affecting me, but it might all be in my head. And so then I'll, you know, talk to them and say, well, actually, tell me more about, you know, your symptoms and what's going on in your house. And that's when, you know, I can provide some information and say, well, actually, it's not all in your head. Here's how these fields can affect you. And a lot of the times they are tied directly to symptoms. But if you don't know what the symptoms are, like headaches fatigue, it's really easy to tie it to something like, well, maybe I'm just, you know, just kind of tired today because I have X, Y, and Z going on or not necessarily tying it to something that they bought or installed in their house. And that's when their symptoms declined. So that's a significant number. And then 
there's a there's a, a growing awareness, not just you know people and individuals, but also you know in the practitioners and the functional medicine docs and um, naturopaths, chiropractors. They're aware of EMF fields, and so it's slowly shifting, and so they're more aware of what symptoms to look for in people as well. So what are some of the key things that that you've seen that people can sort of identify or, I mean, it's sort of that, that, like you said, it's that tricky balance. I mean, I know for myself, I had Lyme disease, you know, you were describing me perfectly. You know, I had Lyme disease, and then I had Hashimoto. And I was just all of these things sort of tumbled in together. And it was tricky to identify what is actually causing what, and maybe some things are, you know, making certain things worse. They may not be the core cause, but they certainly are not helping. Right. How do you work with clients to really sort of filter through that and to identify, you know, what are some good solutions for them? There's two things. One is what's outside of your environment, right? So your your house, your office, if you go into an office, what do you surround it? You know, what's outside that's coming in to your space? And assuming that you spend, you know, six, four, six, eight hours a day in this space, and then it's your home environment. And what do you have in your house? Because when you look at what you're, number one, what, what you're being exposed to, how long you're being exposed to these things, and then how, you know, how strong are these fields, right? Mm-hmm. So if your house is loaded with Wi-Fi, let's say you've got you know, smart switches and smart lights, and you've got a Fitbit and you wear, you know, wireless, you know, headsets and things like that. That's all going to impact you, but the things that are closest to your body, especially if you're wearing them, right? Mm -hmm. Eight hours a day, that's going to affect you just as much. So you start looking at, I always look at what's, you know, like I said, what's outside Mm -hmm. and then what's inside and what do you wear and have around you? Because there's so many gadgets that we all, you know, carry and have with us. You know, I, you know, have to balance that myself with a cell phone and a laptop and, right? Absolutely. And I think, you know, there's, we're starting to get more and more connection that really utilizes the Wi-Fi and sort of that airspace for connection and sort of the risks that are caused there and just understanding that. So can you explain a little bit? I know there's definitely different understanding of things. For example, you have a cordless phone versus a cell phone versus using a, you know, wired headset versus a, a uh, Bluetooth headset, especially the ones that you just, you know, the ear pods that you just stick in your ears and people are walking around with them all the time, which goes directly into the brain. So what are your thoughts on some of these things and and how can we, uh, some of it's behavior change, obviously, but What is the, you know, how do you balance those risks? And are there some things that are better than others in terms of solutions? Because we can't just disconnect Well, it comes down to what are all the wireless things that you have around you? Like you said, wireless headsets, AirPods, things like that. Because you have to remember wireless, you know, that's technically what's what's called radio frequency. So it's anything that is Wi-Fi. It's your cell phone. It's all things Bluetooth. It's GPS. It's going, you know, opening up my cell phone and going to Facebook because you're uploading and downloading data. So all of that quote, quote stuff, it's all this, it's pretty much the same category. You know, you, you want to look at radio frequency because it typically travels pretty far distances, right? So think about your, your cordless phone. 
And if you have it in the house and the garage is clear across the other side of the house and it's outside and it can still, the satellite phone can still talk to the base. Think of how far it's traveling through your walls and your windows. Well, it's the same thing with, you know, a cell phone because it has to go up and get that signal from a cell tower to see, can you get a cell signal? Yep, I can get a cell signal. So you think about how the same thing, you know, Bluetooth, like Bluetooth now, well, actually, I don't know what the current version is at, but, you know, just two years ago, it went from a distance of 30 feet to 100 feet. Mm -hmm. So if you're sensitive to Bluetooth, now it's going to be a lot stronger and you can feel it, you know, if it's something that's farther away from you. So you want to look at, you know, your, what you have that's emitting these frequencies and then cutting back on what services you have enabled and try to really reduce your impact or increase your distance, right? So if you've got a Bluetooth headset, don't wear it all day and turn it off because if it's turned on, it's always going to be looking for something to pair it with, right? Same thing with your cell phone. Mm-hmm. If you have Wi-Fi enabled, you have Bluetooth enabled, it's always going to be sending out separate signals. Is there a wireless connection for me to connect to? Oh, is there a device to connect through Bluetooth? So that's that's one way that you can start reducing your exposure. And you know that that is something more that I would consider a, a habit change. And a lot of times people will go, oh, well, I don't really use this very much. Or, you know, sometimes they'll say, oh, well, I have to use it for X, Y, and Z for this amount of time. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on, because there's, you know, like I mentioned before, these, you know, the stickers that a lot of people put on different microwave devices, everything from cell phones to microwave ovens. And, you know, you have these different stones, for example, the, um, uh, what's the one from Russia that's... Oh, Shangite. Shangite. What kinds of things, because unfortunately, in today's environment, we still need to be connected for work. And there's one thing that's with behavior change, but we still need to be able to do what we need to do. And unfortunately, the technology is required in order to do that. What kinds of things can we use to remediate that at least as much as possible? Well, it's a couple of things. So other than habits, right, Mm -hmm. you have, you know, like I said, it was, it's about how, you know, how close you are to these things. So increasing distance, can you, can you shut it off completely? And then you also have to remember that EMF fields, they, they actually affect your body like a normal toxin. So one of the most important things that most people don't realize is that because it really is a toxin, you know, I think it goes out into your lymph nodes and it, you know, you know, just kind of goes throughout your body. You have to get rid of those toxins. So it's things like, you know, having supplements or foods or, you know, even exercise, right? Because it gets your blood going and then getting all the toxins out. It could be, you know, massage. There's other holistic solutions that you can do. As far as shungite, they actually have done studies where it has showed that shungite helps with EMF fields. So one of the things I want to clarify here is that it does not completely protect you. Like it's not going to get rid of those EMF fields and you know, you have a, a shungite stone and you're good. Mm-hmm. It's going to help, you know, this is the other thing too, is that depending on the person, you're going to react differently. So maybe, you know, someone who is very sensitive, they might feel something, whereas another person might go, well, I didn't really feel it, you know, better. Yeah. So the tricky thing with EMF fields is that it's very, very highly individualized. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it depends on where your body is from an immune system perspective. 
And so, and then getting back to, you know, things like products and the cell phones, stickers, typically I don't, I don't like the products because and especially things like a sticker, because if your cell phone signal can get a signal out, that's radiation right there. So it's not cutting out the radio frequency. Mm-hmm. When you're charging your phone, you're actually producing, you know, there's more than one type of EMF, as you know, most people know about radio frequency, but when your f- cell phone is plugged in and it's charging, you're, you're creating what's called dirty electricity, which is harmonics all along the circuit that that charger is plugged into. And then you've got the cord, which produces two other types of fields. When your phone, you know, you take it out of the charger and you're just holding it, it's running on battery. When it's running on battery, it creates another type of field. It's called an AC magnetic field. So, you know, a lot of times when you look at different solutions and things like that, you have to understand that there's, there's more than one type of EMF field mm-hmm. and those fields, they all behave differently. And, you know, depending on how strong each of those fields are, they're going to extend out, you know, however, however strong that field is, it can take more or less distance for that field to fall off. I so there's lots of different factors. Yeah, that's really interesting. I didn't know about that part. That's very cool. I mean, cool and, and also not so cool because yeah, exactly. it just makes like, it much oh, more gosh, complex, right? <laughs> so you know, as we talked about before, like everybody's got a different sensitivity. And if you don't even really realize that you may have a sensitivity, but you may be, you know, be feeling tired or, you know, feelings that those are sort of like with every autoimmune thing, it's, it's really hard to diagnose and and hard to treat because you don't know where these things are coming from. For me, for example, the reason that I've started to look much more into the EMF impact on my body is because it was sort of in the extreme situation where whenever I go and speak at tech conferences, and I'm thinking particularly like CES, which is, you know, it's in Vegas. Yeah, there's just huge amounts, like everybody's on Bluetooth. There's, you know, just tons of technology everywhere. Every single time I go to to CES, I get sick, my whole body seizes up. And I, you know, my back goes into spasm, I can't even walk two blocks without my back going into spasm. I was like, something is Definitely. It's not just the stress of being in this environment because I'm an introvert. There's something seriously wrong here. And so it's really forced me to reevaluate not just, you know, how much I attend things like this, but also how do I set up these spaces in my home? For example, having docking stations that are as far away from the bedrooms as possible and, you know, having rules in the house about docking and no phones in the bedrooms, et cetera, et cetera, and turning off the Wi-Fi at night. But I mean, that's after having experienced it in extreme circumstances. How do people identify this, uh, this sensitivity if they don't have that? They usually don't. It's usually like, so you, you just mentioned that, so you were able to tie it to CES. And usually something, something happens and then there's some sort of a connection that's made mm-hmm. or, you know, a, a lot of my clients come from practitioner referrals. And so they will just ask them, what do you have in your house? Boom, 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 go, you know, kind of go down the list. And then I'll get a referral that, you know, so-and-so says, I need to talk to you mm-hmm. because they'll go, you know, go through and ask them, you know, what, what they have in their house, what they carry with them and things like that. Because they know that it's impacting their health, but they, I don't know <laughs> what to do for, as far as the practical application. And so 
usually it's when I start talking to them and, you know, we walk through things that are in their house or outside of their house that I'll walk through what it, you know, what it does to your body. So EMF fields, you know, it'll, like you talked about back spasms and just feeling really fatigued. Well, EMF fields trigger the stress response in your body. So that right there, and it's a continual response because if you're continually exposed to these fields, you're always going to be tired. It also triggers your brain into a hyperactive state. So if you're, you know, feeling kind of panicked or anxious, like, oh my gosh, I just can't seem to wind down. You know, there's a lot of symptoms that they trigger. And then that's kind of like when the the light bulb kind of starts to go on. And then, you know, like I've had a couple of clients that I've worked with as we as we have gone through their house and have measured things, there will be this connection of, oh my gosh, you know, we got the security system installed and that's when my symptoms got bad. Or, you know, I had one client and she had, they had purchased, you know, those, I think it's like a, a what a Tempur-Pedic or, you know, those, those beds that you can make them go up and down, you can make them vibrate and, you know, adjust the sense to, you know, how firm or soft mm-hmm. mattresses. And it used to be that you take the remote and you push a button, it would do its thing and then that's it. Well, the newer models, they're continuously emitting radiation. When we walked through there is this connection of, oh my gosh, that's that's when my symptoms started, you know, two and a half years ago. It's usually something, you know, there's some sort of connection, but that connection might come to them like something like what you experienced where it's just severe and you just went, okay, this is something that's impacting me and I know what it is. Or it could be, well, I'm not getting better. And as you start going through, then you can kind of make a connection to adding some something in your house or something that you carry or a new phone or something like that. Are there different, I know there's, there's meters that you can buy to measure. Is that something that you recommend for clients to sort of get an understanding, be able to walk through their house or walk through their work environment and sort of understand where there's higher EMFs or lower EMFs to create safe spaces? You know, what kind of tools can people use to create sort of buffer zones, if you will, so that if they are sensitive or if they want to check if they're sensitive, what kind of tools can we use for that? You know, meters are kind of a hard, it's, it's a tricky thing because again, you've got, you've got multiple fields. So there's really, you know, five, four or five different types of EMF fields. So you can get a radio frequency meter that can measure all the Wi-Fi and everything that you're surrounded with. But if your building is next to power lines, it really could be the power lines that are the issue, which is a different type of field. Mm. So, you know, the thing that I always recommend for people is one, you know, you need to understand that there's more than one type of field and know enough about them to include them if you're going to start investigating them. So as far as tools and, you know, tracking things, I usually recommend to start to start looking at all the things that you're surrounded with in your office, in your house, what's outside of your house. Is there, is there a cell tower? Can you see it? Is there a cell tower up on a hill above where you live? And then start looking at what your, what are your symptoms, right? Cause it's kind of, it's kind of like keeping a pain journal because especially when it's kind of subtle. So do you feel really fatigued after being in a certain building or headaches or just kind of feeling wired and jittery. 
and just kind of start, start tracking things. And, you know, you'll start to notice patterns. Mm-hmm. Like when I, when I realized that I was sensitive to magnetic fields, I wasn't tracking anything, but I had bought one of those, it was a sonic, you know, one of those personal care products that it helps put eye serum, you know, the, the skin serum and under your eyes to, you know, help make the wrinkles not come up so quickly. And that thing runs on battery, but it's a really high frequency. So it's a really, you know, you've got a magnetic field that you're basically sticking next to your brain. And I'd had it for about four to six weeks, I think. And then I started getting just piercing earaches after I used it. And so after the, you know, the first day I went, wow, that, you know, didn't really sink in other than I had this huge earache. And then after it was day three, I realized, oh my gosh, this is, this is what's giving me my earaches. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, really kind of paying attention to your body and not, not discounting what it is that you're feeling. Cause I, I think a lot of us tend to think, oh, well, I was just really kind of tired that day or, oh, you know, I, when I wake up, I'm just, I'm always tired because X, Y, Z. So I really kind of start to pay attention to your symptoms and also where you are when you get them and how, how it feels in your body. Because almost all my clients who are sensitive to EMFs, they know what to listen to in their bodies because they've had EMF triggers. And so they'll say, oh yeah, I can feel, you know, I was somewhere and there was something because, you know, I could feel my, my heart start to feel kind of weird or, you know, I get this a headache, you know, like in a certain area or something like that. It's fascinating. And I think, as we all know, the technology is changing incredibly fast and we're, it's, it's not going away. We're only going to get surrounded by it more. So we need to learn more about how to one, protect ourselves, but also change our behaviors before they become even more toxic. You've got some really good tools that that you had recommended, and I'll make sure that everybody gets the links to your website so they can download those. And and I I believe you mentioned you've got a book coming out. I do. I'm super excited. It's at the publishers, and it will be out at the end of summer, I believe. Fabulous. So just just in time for school when all the kids go back and, (laughs) yep. Excellent. So, and for those that are really, you know, all of a sudden like, oh my God, this is the field that I've never heard of before. And I absolutely need to know more. Where can they get trained on this? Is this something that, you know, that you can, you know, there's obviously the first level of just being interested in it in terms of getting advice or getting some basic understanding of it so they can apply it to their own home. But there's also the level of, oh, maybe this is just what I need to add to to my work and, you know, whether it's uh, looking at designing sustainable environments, how do people learn more about building biology? Uh, well, you can go to the building biology website. So if you just go into, you know, open up a browser and just type in building biology, it'll take you straight to that site. If you want to work with any of the certified consultants, there is, I think it's called find an expert. And there's a bunch of us that are all had have gone through the, and, you know, gone through the whole certification process. And I believe they are listed out by state. Great. And, and as you mentioned, it's a, it was started in Germany. So I actually started digging into this for our house in France that we're trying to create this retreat center. And I was fascinated to see how much there's a lot of 
documentation and a lot of groups that are doing this in countries all over the world. So for those of you listeners who are not U.S.-based, don't worry. There are building biologists everywhere, and it is a growing field. So it's it's pretty exciting. It's not you know it's not unique to us, and we're all experiencing the the rapidly changing ecosystem that we're all working in. So I think it's it's great that there's resources like RESA out there to uh, to help us sort of navigate those waters and make sure that we uh, don't create toxic environments for us. So yeah, it's pretty it's pretty amazing once you start digging into toxins in your house where all these toxins can come in. And yeah, Environmental Working Group, EWG, is also another great resource for just basically for looking up any kind of toxin. Nice. I don't know if you've used that for looking at materials for your building things, but that's a really great one. And there's actually, there's another European website that is specifically for cosmetics. I don't have it off the top of my head, but that is a really great one too, because they're much more strict in Europe than in the States. So their list of bad toxins is much larger than what we have here in the States. We talked a little about in the green room, we don't want to just not acknowledge the elephant in the room. But it, but, uh, you know, with 5g coming, there's a lot of stuff on the horizon, and we don't know enough about it yet. So right. um, I look forward to having you back for another show when we have a little more information out there. But I think it's important to just acknowledge that these kinds of things are changing uh, really fast. And we need to be aware about how to manage them so that they don't become bigger problems for us than they are potentially. Totally agree with that. Yeah. So, and of course, how can people work with you? Uh, you mentioned that, you know, there's the find the expert, but if you wouldn't mind just uh, letting our audience know how they find you in particular, that would be great. <laughs> sure. Uh, so you can go to my website. It's www.risa, R-I-S, as in Sam, A, Suzuki, S-U-Z-U-K-I, just like the motorcycle. And I work with clients a couple different ways, actually. Um, you know, mostly, you know, here in the Seattle, Portland area, I, I do in-person assessments, but I've actually been working quite a bit with people who are remote. So it could be, you know, whether sometimes, sometimes you know, my clients have meters because they're concerned particularly about cell towers or antennas or, you know, small cells, which are going up in preparation of 5G or, you know, sometimes they don't, they just, you know, tell me what, tell me what we need to do in my house. So that's usually, um, you know, via Zoom or Skype and, um, you know, just setting up a couple of working remote sessions to help them clean up their house. Nice. Well, I think we all could use a little cleaning up everything from, you know, as I, I mentioned to my clients all the time, make sure you keep your cell phones out of your bedroom. Such a critical, yes. critical piece and such an easy behavior change to do or easy, yeah, easier said than done. But it's an easy step to better health when we're dealing with the new technologies. And that's more than just for the EMFs. That's also for the distraction and the disruption of your sleep. Don't want those buzzes and vibrations in the middle of the night and the blue screens that disrupt our sleep cycle. So there's a lot yeah. of different things that we need to do. And I really appreciate the work that you're doing and look forward to continuing to see where you evolve with this and having a further conversation with you again when we get further along with the 5G. And 
I just want to acknowledge you and thank you very much and for the work that you're doing and for joining us today. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much, Heidi. It's been great talking. It's been a while since we've talked. So it's kind of fun and exciting to hear what you're up to. Yeah, it's super nice to connect. And for those of you digital selfers out there joining us today, thank you for taking the time to listen to our show today. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe and share it with your friends and grow our audience so that more people can learn about how to evolve with a healthy digital self. Until next time, see you on wherever podcatcher you're on. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for joining us for the Evolving Digital Self. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app now so that you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, please give us a rating and a review and join the digital self-mastery movement to create more conscious use of technology by sharing it and telling your friends. Want to see where you fit on the digital self spectrum and how it might be impacting your business and relationships? Get your free copy of Digital Self Mastery today by clicking on the link in the show notes.